Welcome to the five questions for a field service expert podcast. This is the show for field service professionals where we dig into the big questions about field service delivery and management. Every episode, we ask a field service expert five questions that can help you do your job better. Today, we're talking to Jim Baston. Jim's the president of uh, BBA Consulting Group, and uh, BBA focuses on helping technical service companies develop and implement strategies that transform field service personnel from um, service delivery professionals uh, who, who do their job quite ably to enthusiastic promoters of their company's products and services. So Jim focuses on um, two worlds, essentially, field technicians as as uh, service professionals and field technicians as business development professionals. So thanks for being with us this morning, Jim. Well, thank you, Dan. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Great. Well, listen, we have five questions for you, as we do with um, all of our field service experts. And the five questions, of course, for you are, are unique to your own areas of expertise. So let's let's jump right in. You you work with okay, service good. organizations. You, you work with service organizations uh, to make them more sales minded. What in in all your work? What's that one sticking point you encounter most often in getting service leaders to think about their jobs in sales terms? Uh, that's a really interesting question, and I think it really boils down to one of perspective. Um, the whole perspective of what sales is and uh, what salespeople are. And as you can appreciate in the service industry, it's not always a positive view. And so one of, I think one of the most uh, biggest sticking points that we have is helping, that, helping those managers realize that actually promoting their services in a manner and for those customers that can benefit from those services is actually more of a service than a sales activity. And so when they don't see it as that, then they don't necessarily see promotion as part of their job or part of the job of their of their service teams and though therefore want to avoid it. I think the other aspect of that too is a is a concern about trust with their customers. And I think there's a very real and a, and a, a very genuine concern um, that by encouraging the field service technician to be more active in promoting services that you actually may erode the trust you have with the customer. So I think those are the big sticking points. That's that's really interesting. The the notion of trust is something so, um, I don't know if it's the right word, a subjective or squishy. Um, how do you how do you just briefly how how do you gauge that degree or, or de degree of trust in that hmm. relationship? Well, it's really interesting because if you look at a service organization, um, the level of trust that that organization has with the customer, if you looked at the various roles within that service organization, I would suggest to you that the person that has the highest level of trust is the field service uh, professional with the customer. And um, you can see evidence of that uh, every day. In my own experience, um, and my, my background comes from the sales side of the business, I would often make calls with a field service professional with me to promote a particular service or, or product to a customer. And the field service person would be there to provide technical um, information and support. But would be interesting would be when I would make a claim in terms of what the benefit of this particular product or service was, invariably, the customer's eyes would move from 
me to the field service professional to get that nod of approval that what I was saying was actually correct. And uh -huh. so you can see it in, in that regard. And I think the reason that they have such a high level of trust is the fact that they're not there to sell anything. They're there to serve the needs of the customer. And so I think that's why they are able to get that close relationship. Also, trust is based not only on the personal level, but also on the professional level, meaning that the customer has high levels of trust in that technician's competence um, and in the quality of the work that they do. And certainly, the technical person within the organization probably scores higher on that type of trust, the professional trust, than anyone else as well. Well, that doesn't make a ton of sense, actually. And, and you go into this in depth in your book, Beyond Great Service, the technician's role in proactive business growth, which you published a few years ago. And, and I wanted to explore one idea that, um, that you yourself um, sort of unpack in that book in detail. How, how do you actually go about shifting the reluctant service technician's mindset so they become more open to selling? Well, I think the first thing is to help the field service professional understand that promoting services to a customer is really a service and it's not a sale. It's part of their job. And in my mind, it's every bit as important part of the job as their ability to fix things, or repair, or maintain the equipment that they're servicing. And I think once you're able to help them understand that uh, viewpoint, then they're much more willing to become engaged in, in, in participating in it. I think the problem is today is that we often use terminology like selling and you know getting winning orders and things of that nature. And with the field service professional, that's not necessarily a positive thing or viewed positively. I think we need to help them understand that only make recommendations where the customer is will benefit from the recommendation itself. Don't just try to sell the various services of an organization simply because you offer the service. And then um, make sure that you get the right people in place so that they can follow up and support the customer and allow them, the customer, I mean, to make a very, uh, to make an informed decision of whether or not to go forward. So is there a certain type or, or size of field service organization that seems to you to be most ripe for, for this type of thinking? No, I think, frankly, I think smaller organizations probably have an advantage because they they probably have more control over the culture across the entire organization than perhaps larger ones. And also some of the important interacting divisions within the company um, probably are closer as well. So that, so for example, an important component of the efforts of the field service employee is the role of the sales department because in many cases the field service uh, person will find an opportunity that would benefit the customer, but the details that uh, the customer required to make a decision would probably come from the sales department. So having a, a clean interface between those two is, is very important. And a smaller company, it's easier to control and get consistency across the organization. So I don't really think that, uh, apart from that, there's not a great deal of difference in terms of one being more ripe than another to go forward. Okay, that's 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 a good thing to know that there's parity in, in that regard. So I imagine though, there are gotchas. I imagine there are moments where moments of doubt, right, uh, uh, whatever, uh, backsliding. What are some of those pitfalls 
that a field service organization tends to fall into or could potentially fall into when attempting to reorient their thinking and practices around around more of a, um, a biz dev or sales posture and then how of course how do you how do you avoid them okay well I think there's quite a few um, that you can look to that are pitfalls that are sort of laying in the weeds and if you don't address them I think you're you're in trouble and we've already talked about a couple of them first of all is the technicians view of the salesperson um, technicians generally don't have an overly positive view of the sales department and the salesperson and so if they feel that you're asking them to become a salesperson themselves um, it's unlikely that they're going to be enthusiastic about becoming one um, that's not why they're hired and so they may pay lip service to the initiative but they won't necessarily engage fully in, in supporting it. Um, and related to that is the customer's view of the technician. Again, we touched on this earlier, but one of the reasons that the customer has trust in the technician is the fact that that person's not there to sell them anything. They're there to serve. And when or if that field service professional starts to look like a salesperson, it starts to confuse the customer and what it does is it erodes that level of trust, which gives them that uh, opportunity uh, in the first place to make the recommendation that will be listened to. Um, another thing to think about are the processes and systems that are in place to support the field service professional. So if a field service professional makes a recommendation to a customer and it's not properly followed up, it chances are they're not going to be very enthusiastic about making it again. And also, sometimes you're asking them to do something which involves them to make some effort. And so anything that we can do with the tools and automation um, uh, uh, available to us that will support them and make it easier for them will really help to, uh, to uh, ensure that they uh, continue to follow along the practice. One of the most important ones is lack of management coaching and, and support. And what happens and tends to be with a service organization, it tends to be a day-to-day -day business. I mean, there's always fires to put out. There's always things that are occurring that we hadn't even anticipated at the beginning of the day. And so it's very easy for management to not become involved in the more necessary but uh, maybe un uh, less uh, urgent work of coaching and supporting their employees. But it's interesting to note that probably the single most factor of success will be the um, the efforts and the activities of the field service management in supporting their field service uh, employees as they move to become more out focused or more focused on uh, business development activities. And then finally, I, I would suggest that the interpersonal skills that are necessary to conduct a conversation with the customer about a recommendation, a product or a service. Uh, many uh, field service employees would be uncomfortable, at least initially, at engaging in those conversations because they may not be used to having those types of conversations. And so it really is important to provide techs with such, just some simple approaches that they can take and coach them until they are comfortable. Because if they aren't comfortable in a particular activity, they probably won't engage in it at all. So how do you deal with all these? I think it's really quite simple. The first is to ensure that the technician fully understands their role as a, uh, in making recommendations as a service and not a sale. 
and ensuring that they only talk to the customer about the their company's capabilities when they truly believe that using their knowledge and experience that it's in the best interest of the customer to go forward. Looking at your processes and systems and making sure that they're fail safe in terms of how opportunities are captured and, and uh, addressed and also making sure that there's good communication back and forth between the tech and the sales department or whoever else would be following up on the activity so that the technician is kept fully informed of what they do. And of course, making sure that you fully utilize the tools that you have available to you to support the activities you're asking the field service professional to do. Management plays a big role, as we mentioned before. So looking at what you can do to coach and support the technician moving through uh, as, they, as they progress in this particular area. And also watching your language. So making sure you're talking about the initiative from the perspective of the customer and not necessarily the service company. So instead of wins for the company, it more is savings for the customer or benefits that the customer is, uh, is enjoying as a result of the activities of the field service technicians. And then, of course, providing uh, either through a third party or with internally some coaching and support on how to conduct those conversations with the customer and perhaps having some role play activity to help them to practice in a safe environment. So those are the pitfalls, uh, Dan, and I think uh, some of the ways that we could address them to ensure that they don't come back to bite us later when we've uh, made this large investment in engaging our technicians and then are not particularly happy with the results. That's that's fantastic. And as, as comprehensive uh, a view as that is into, into the pitfalls and, and how to address them, I know you have also a planning guide, which is a supplement or a, a complement, I guess, to the Beyond Great Service book that I imagine walks uh, a field service leader or leadership team through this type of transformation and, 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 and helps them look out for these types of um, potential setbacks. Yes. Uh, it, last question. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jim. No, I was just going to say it's just a step-by-step -step guide that ensures that you don't miss anything as you're putting together your plan to engage the technicians and also for those that are already doing it and may feel that they're not getting the results that they expected it may provide some insight into some of the things that maybe they're not doing or maybe they are doing which is detracting from their success awesome and we'll, we'll give we'll give the we'll give the uh, website at the at the end of the uh, the end of the podcast last question for you this is actually question six and so so are, we're not staying true to the to this podcast <laughs> nonetheless we had to get that trust question in there um so i imagine right there's there's all kinds of benefits to top line um maybe not so obvious what are some of the advantages a field service org sees uh, beyond of course new money in the door um from this type of transformation to becoming more sales uh, oriented well i think there's there's a, a few benefits beyond top line sales um, one of the benefits, I think, is that if the field service professional is truly acting in the interest of the customer, then they'll be uncovering some unmet customer needs that perhaps even the customer hasn't anticipated. And that directly impacts customer satisfaction. And so an organization should see customer satisfaction scores rise. And as a, as a consequence of that, also see retention scores improve. And that is a big big uh, component in terms of overall success of a service organization over time. I also think that by engaging uh, field service technicians in this way, it creates a more exciting environment uh, for the technicians themselves. 
you know, they can start to begin to see real value in what they do and get personal satisfaction from it. And so it really helps to include or in, 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 maintain employee retention because it becomes a more exciting place to work. I work with a company on the West Coast that has really adopted this culturally in a very large way. And they also no longer have to worry about hiring new employees because good potential employees, some of the best in the crop, come to them on a regular basis looking for a position because their organization has become the place to go um, for people, field service professionals that really want a career that's exciting and an opportunity to really advance. So I think those are some of the things that um, we can see as a result of engaging our technicians in this way that goes well beyond simply more revenue and more profits. Awesome. Jim Baston, president of BBA Consulting. You can learn more about Jim at jimbaston.com. Jim, thanks so much for all of your expertise you shared with us today. Uh, this has been five questions for a field service expert, and uh, uh, we look forward to working with you again in the future. Thank you very much, Dan. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for listening to five questions for a field service expert. For more expert views on field service, subscribe to the Mobile Reach blog at mobilereach.com.